0: Welcome to a special edition of the Drake Football Coaches Show with Todd Stepsis. It is National Recruiting Day, day one of signing day. There'll be another one uh, early in 2020, but uh, today the Bulldogs have inked 14 players into the class of 2020. And Coach Step, it's been a busy day for you.
1: It has been, but uh, not necessarily a day as much as just the uh, the process getting here. You know, we think about the, the recruiting calendar It starts pretty much when signing day ends uh, and maybe even a little bit before that as far as trying to get the next class. So the staff did a great job working very tirelessly from uh, February of uh, 2019 until now. And it feels really good to have 14 in the boat. Uh, And we're definitely looking to enhance the roster here with this second signing day in February.
0: Now, if someone wants to sign on... Wednesday of next week or later in the week, they can still do that correct?
1: No, um, so they've got three days assigned for the early signing period that's today tomorrow and Friday. It's uh, you know typically a forty eight hour deal, and then if they don't sign by Friday. it can't be official until the first Wednesday in February. They can commit, and they can tell you they're coming and they can post it on social media like you see it done, but you know unless they they sign these next three days, then it's not going not going to count until. They sign in, in February.
0: All right, tough question for you. Will it be 14 on Friday, or do you think you might get one or two more?
1: Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, we've got the whole staff here, uh, you know, so you know, they may have a little bit better feel with some of the area guys that are on the fence. I, I know, uh, man, there, there could be, if, if all the dominoes fall, it could be a couple more guys, but um, usually if they're not signing by now, uh, I think they're waiting on something, and so um, there were a lot of guys that were close that I think we might get down the road. That have visited here in in, in, uh, in December, so yeah, I'm happy with the 14, though for sure.
0: Now, when do visits start up again? Because I know right now it's kind of a dead period.
1: Yeah, the the division the, the one dead period actually goes, gosh, almost a month. You know, so um, January 17th will be the first time we will be able to have visitors coming back. And so you know, we we're in the process of planning that visit with that new crop of guys to uh, again hopefully. Uh, inca those guys as well in february and then have our roster be at full full capacity and maximum strength to uh, going into the uh 2020 season now 14 right now what would be your goal for this class i know, I
0: know every coach says we'll take as many good ones as we can get but yeah. what, what kind uh, is your goal
1: yeah so i mean you know for those that don't know there's a, a limit of 110 so you're allowed to have 110 on first day of camp and, and that's what we want to be at and so that number is going to be kind of a moving target as we're as we're moving forward, but it's going to be in the 30s. So you know we feel like we're about halfway there, and um, you know again looking to be at full capacity. That's the goal because you know obviously the more players you have in a roster, the better chance you have of finding maybe a diamond in the rough in the group, and then also from a practice perspective throughout the season, it really helps having all those guys available ready to go. And guys late can.
0: Turn out they can't be the diamonds in the rough. I remember a couple of years ago, a guy named Nathan Clayburgh was one of the last guys to sign, right?
1: Yeah. Vic Juergens is another one. So here, there you go. As a, a starter, a, a difference maker, a, an academic All-American first team guy. And yeah, he's he's another one that, that did a great job. And he, we actually were thinking about him as a, a linebacker, but uh we told him that, hey, if, if we're going to take it, you, you got to be willing to move the D line. And I don't know how many pounds later, but, you know, if you look at him with his shirt off, you look like his skin's about ready to rip. So he's done a nice job uh, developing, which a lot of our guys do here. Well, let's talk about the 14 guys that uh, have inked today to become
0: Drake Bulldogs. Uh, in no particular order, uh, Jackson Williams, a defensive back from Illinois. Bennett Krebs, an offensive lineman from Illinois. Rent Addis, who is an offensive lineman from Indiana. Don't get a lot of Indiana guys.
1: no. No, it's again great job identifying talent that's close to Chicago. Ben Milman, uh, tight end from
0: Georgia, and that's another state that's not overly represented no, on the great give,
1: roster. And yeah, we got to give a shout out to a coach that's no longer here. I mean, Josh Nash actually is the guy that found him and then got him to camp, so that's where we found Ben.
0: Jeremy Villalobos, a defensive back from California. June Ahn, J U N A H N, that's his name, June Ahn a running back in California. Sam Rodriguez, who's going to be an H-back, comes from Illinois. Jake Thompson, a linebacker from Iowa, Cedar Rapids Jefferson High School. Ethan Roman, a defensive lineman from Minnesota. Keon Smith, a wide receiver from California or Arizona? California. California. Tim Nestledge, uh, who's going to play wide receiver here, and he is from Missouri, correct? Correct. Drew Lauer territory, right? You got it. All right, and Cameron Woolery, a defensive lineman from Illinois. Also, Isaac House, an offensive lineman from Oklahoma. And Riley Theobald, a linebacker from Illinois. So those are the 14 names uh, who have committed to come to Drake on the first signing day. And overall, a lot of different positions is one thing I noticed is. there's You didn't bulk up with eight offensive linemen or six defensive linemen or something like that. Kind of the whole gamut here in this class.
1: Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have been hurt. We wouldn't have been sad if we were balking up with eight offensive <laughs> linemen. But yeah, you know, it was nice to see us uh, evenly distribute amongst both sides of the ball and in a variety of different positions and in a variety of different places in the country. You know, that's another thing that's that's neat. Is our our name is really out there, coast to coast, and um, you know, the, the type of player that we brought in is a high caliber player. So when you watch their highlights on YouTube, if you're interested in looking that stuff up. Um, yeah, our our assistant uh, S I D slash defensive coordinator Al Smith did a great job getting that stuff uh, on on social media. But um, yeah, you know it's a talented group that's going to help us win. It's going to enhance our roster. But again, I think the thing to really note is these are guys that really wanted what we are, and and what we are is very unique and different in this world of Division One football, and um, they're excited about the challenge of our league and and our non-conference schedule and and, and being a division one athlete, but also they're excited about the potentials of what they can get coming to a place like this. And, you know, the nice thing about it is we've got several guys on staff that can speak from experience what this place can do for, for a guy like these, these 14 guys, you know, that are highly motivated within their sport, but also highly motivated in general. So I'm excited about all of them. I can't wait for all of them to get here uh, in the summer. And one other thing about this group of 14, there are some terrific students in this group. I mean,
0: I looked at some of those GPAs, and they were like, if you added two or three years of my college career together, I might come close to equaling what they did in one year. The 4.2, 4.1s, those are not all that unusual in this class.
1: Yeah, and a tribute to the school. You know, I mean, a lot of times I don't think that gets talked about. Our our reputation as an an institution here of, of higher education, I mean, it, it It carries weight and it attracts the good student because they see us as you know kind of a, a, a an Ivy league school in the midwest, so i mean yeah i mean it, it's it's great to have those guys, but that's this type of place I think you need to have that in order to be successful because um a place like Drake you can 't hide no you can 't hide uh I tried for four years.
0: <laughs> Uh, we have the six assistant coaches uh, who, are up, who have been out recruiting oh, yeah. and, and working hard with us. We yep. have Willie Cashmore and John Bloss and Steve Flynn and Kirk Wareett, Mike McClanathan, Skinny Mike, and uh, Alan Smith, defensive coordinator. So where do you want to go from here? Do you want to have them talk about uh, some of the guys? Yeah, let's
1: go right down the list. And, uh, you know, so you know, obviously, you know, kind of how it works uh, for those that aren't familiar is each coach will have a territory of the country that they're in charge of, so they'll they'll kind of beat the bushes, talk to the high school coaches, get some recommendations, do some research and and figure it out. And uh then it's up to really the position coach to evaluate the junior tape and then the senior tape. So I, I think uh you know, each guy may have um a variety of different uh you know qualities that, that we saw from you know, like you kinda of hit on academically or that you know, the school that he played for. Um, but then also, you know, what are those skills that we were looking for to be a successful offensive lineman, a successful defensive back? And, uh, you know, they'll all be able to give some uh, and pretty good insight on all these guys, which is which is a lot of fun, in my opinion. All right. Well,
0: let's start with Mike McLanathan, who uh, has two offensive linemen so far in Bennett Krebs and Rent Addis. Um, why don't you talk about those guys? So I recruited Bennett. Uh, he's from a small school
2: in, in southern Illinois, which is a part of my territory, not far from where I grew up in St. Louis, actually. Um, he's one of the kids that I've gotten to recruit for the, one of the some of the longest amount of time that I've been recruiting. Um, got him to uh, – came to camp, came to different events and things like that, and uh, got to know him and his family really well at, at a camp. I remember there was a couple times where, where, you know, recruits were hearing from somebody else and me and his dad sat and talked outside in the NAP Center for, you know, half an hour, and I didn't even necessarily know which dad he was, but we just kind of got along, and he was a great guy. I got to know his family really well. Um, Bennett, as a player, is, you know, he's not like an overwhelmingly large offensive lineman, but you wouldn't know by watching his tape that he's a a, a tad undersized. You know, he's not small. I mean, he's a 6'2", 265-pound kid who's got a frame to get big, but he plays nasty. He's a two-way starter. I mean, he's the type of kid that you want in your group from an attitude standpoint, is willing to do what it takes to succeed. He's a great student, um, the kind of kid that comes here and, and, and ends up being a leader in your group three or four years down the line. Um, Rent is, you know, he is a, a really big guy. He's a wrestler, hard-nosed kid, really smart kid. Um, you know, Coach Cashmore recruited him from, from Indiana, um, which isn't necessarily one of our main territories. But, you know, when a kid like that comes to camp or is willing to come on campus, you're not going to turn a blind eye six 6'3", 290 something like that so he's big physical kid um always like recruiting wrestlers too those kids know how to win they can't don't hide in the one-on-one combat sport so um another bright kid attracted to school in a lot of ways cash i don't know if you want to talk about it. yeah
3: indiana is not a primary territory it's definitely something that um with two pfl schools in the state you know can be kind of tough but um came this summer Got to meet Mike, and when you get to meet your position coach and get, get to connect with him, it's important, but more importantly for him is he's a uh, poli-sci, he wants to get into politics, and being in Des Moines, Iowa, this is like the right time. Um, came to the camp, and then came to a game day visit the same time Bernie Sanders was on campus, and for him, uh, if you're not going to go to D.C., to be honest, there's no other place better than Des Moines, especially with you know an election coming up, so that was really impactful for him, the combination of being with Mike in, in the summer and then coming back to campus and having that political uh, clout energy on campus in Des Moines was really, you know, important
0: for him. So we owe a Christmas card to Bernie Sanders. Ah, uh, we may need to. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I made a little mistake there. Three offensive linemen yeah. in the group because I left out Isaac House, Yep. who's big as a house, from Oklahoma.
2: He is I a mean. house, man. He's, he's one of the, those guys that when you look at the board, he's, you know, all these guys are really talented players, but he, he, lit, he lights it up near, near the top. Um, Physically speaking, he's an impressive kid. Came to camp, got to work with him one-on-one, which is always great. Um, you know, He's big, long, he's athletic, he bends, he strikes. He kind of does it all for us, so he, he, he earns kind of one of those top-ranked spots for us. Um, I'm starting to build a uh, quite a group from Oklahoma, it feels like, up front, which is nice with guys like Dustin, Anthony, and Brady McLaughlin, all those cats that, that have come through and played well. Um, but Isaac's a great kid, comes from a great family. Again, getting to know these kids on camp when they come to campus is always – Great because, you know, there's a lot of talented football players out in the world. There's a lot of good students, but when you get to work with them and they get to work with you, you start to build a bond that's going to lead to a successful relationship when they do decide to come here. And I think that with the coaching staff that we have, kids are going to want to come play here for, to be around the staff and our guys and to a school with a reputation like it has here. It's kind of a no-brainer when they come on campus, I think. I've
0: met Isaac, and one of the things that stood out to me is, yes, he's six foot five. But, what is he, 265, 270? Something like he's that. he's thin. Yeah. He is, I mean, he, his frame looks like it can hold a lot more. I think it can. I mean, he, he's another kid who wrestles,
2: and Oklahoma has great wrestling. I mean, that's, yes, that's, that's well-known, I think, around the country. And you look at him, and the kid's got a big frame. He's got, like, a chiseled jawline. You're like, well, this kid is going to be – he's going to be a monster. Um, all those kids are going to be good. Those three alignment are going to – that's a really solid base for a class where – you know, we're, we're trying to – you always want to bring in a lot of big bodies. That, that can be
0: physical. That's who we are as a team is big and physical. All right, let's move on to defensive backs. There are two in the group, Jackson Williams from Illinois and Jeremy Villalobos from California. John Bloss, how do these guys
4: look to you? Yeah, Jack, Jackson Williams, he's a kid from uh, Batavia High School in Illinois who's um, – they've had a really, really good run the last couple years. Um, and a really, really talented defense. Um, and he's, you know, from what I've gathered from his coach and stuff, he's a leader of that defense, getting them in the right calls, getting them in the right coverage. And he's, he's had a lot of freedom over the last two years um, to kind of get guys lined up in the right spots. Um, with, with how good they were um, in 7A football in Illinois, um, you know, I took that very seriously as a guy that is very football smart. Um, and, and then as a player, um, you know, I always like to make comparisons when I'm recruiting and watching film, and it might be because he wears number 23, and he's from the Chicago suburbs, but I mean, you put on his film, and you see Sean Lynch, if you know football, and I actually, Sean Lynch was was here um, the same day Jackson was here, coming back for a game day visit, and I pulled him aside, and I, I made Sean watch his film, I'm like, look at this kid, and tell me he doesn't look like you playing, uh, and Sean's like, yeah, man, that's scary, like. And so, you know, I'm not saying he's got to be Sean Lynch, because that's big shoes to fill, but um, if he can be that caliber player, he's going to be a special, special player for us. I've
0: watched this highlight tape, I saw the exact same thing. As a matter of fact, I sent an email to Coach Stepp saying, wait a minute, Sean Lynch is eligible again, because number 23, similar builds. I mean, Sean got bigger, but mm-hmm. um, they're not that far apart in physical structure,
4: and um, yeah and he'll hit you yeah, well, yeah he'll hit you. he can strike, He brings his hips on contact, great ball skills, gets out of his cuts like he, he's a real deal, he's a really good player for us um, and then jeremy um, Jeremy's out of California, you know he's a guy that from the moment I put his junior film on, I mean he was at the very top of our board um, and circled as hey, this is a guy that we got to get um, you know he's six one he, he's got the versatility to play corner or safety for us, um, you know really understands leverage. Um, you know, when he's tackling, he, he came to camp, and so I got a chance to work with him, um, and was kind of the top of a, of a really talented group um, that we had here for our summer camp, and um, so he kind of, sh- everything I saw in junior film that made him one of our top guys, he, he really proved, and then some when he came to camp, and um, Coach Warrick has done a really good job, you know, in California, but specifically with Jeremy and a couple other DBs I have, um, as far as just building the relationship and getting to know him, and um, it's been a really real pleasure just getting to know Jeremy and his family. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy comes from uh, Vacaville High School, which has got
5: a reputation for having really tough kids, hard nosed kids from Northern California. And, man, Jeremy's got a great, tough Midwest feel to him. And the family, I think, is, is uh, man, they're, they're, they're right at home here with us. And we're just excited to have him here.
0: You must be really working hard in California recruiting because you have no tan whatsoever. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yep>. So I'm going spend a lot of time working. <laughs> All right, let's move on to tight ends. Ben Milman from Georgia, Steve Flynn, one of your guys, um, he, his tape's impressive as well.
6: Yeah, Ben is, Ben, when you meet him in person, when you meet Ben in person, he is a uh, very laid-back guy. And I, you know, that's very, very much my vibe as well. And so him and I got along very well on, on the official visit. He, I know, uh, I wasn't here for the camps, but I know he was one of the top guys at camp as far as tight ends go. Um, and he was even coming off of a, a pretty bad flight delay. And so to have him ranked as highly as he was coming out of camp was a really big deal for us. Um, it's hard to sometimes get some of those tight end, bigger bodies that are more athletic like he is. Um, he's a tough, hard-nosed guy with a, with a real willingness to be physical. You know, he plays defensive line for them as well. And you know probably half of his highlights are, are him playing D-tackle and D-end and, and crushing guys in both the running and the pass. So.
0: And he'll be the only guy in the roster from Georgia, correct?
6: Yes. Yep, I, think I believe
0: so. so. All right. well, I believe so. Hopefully that's a good pipeline coming up for us. Yeah. Um, let's move on to linebackers, and that's Coach Smith, um, Jake Thompson from Cedar Rapids, and Riley Theobald from outside Chicago. I like both these guys a lot.
7: Yeah, they're, both, lot. they're both really, really good players. They came up for camp. Um, and, you know, talking about Riley first, you know, Riley is a guy when, when you're looking for linebackers, you really want guys that aren't afraid to stand in front of the room and have their voice heard. And uh, during camp in the summer, um, he was a guy that was uh, a vocal leader amongst young men that he didn't know. And that made a real impression on me. Um, he's a guy that can that can thump, tackle tackle um, and, and really make an impact uh, on the physical nature um, somebody that, that that can kind of sit in the middle and orchestrate the defense. So really excited about Riley. Uh, Coach Bloss recruited Riley from um, Nazareth Academy up in, in Illinois.
4: Yeah, yeah, Nazareth is, again, a really, really good program um, out of Chicago. Um, won the state championship last year, lost um, this year, but a program that knows how to win. Um, and so, you know, I'm always looking at those programs and, and looking for guys from winning programs because they come in and kind of understand our culture and what we're trying to do. And, and Riley really exemplifies that. And everybody around that, Nazareth, has great things to say about him, his teammates, his coaches, his staff. Um, he, he's been a real joy. And, you know, when he was up here for his official visit, I think that was his fourth time on campus. So, I mean, he gets us. Um, when, I, when I saw him in the school coming back around, I mean, he's out there recruiting for us, sending me tape of his buddies, like, he, he he's everything that we want in, in Drake football. One thing about Riley, too, is he's already got a pretty good college
0: frame,
7: right? He's about 240 pounds. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a guy that, um, that we might have to kick away from the table a little bit. Um, but, you know, nothing wrong with being, being a big physical cat. I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be his role. And um, with his frame, he can fully embrace that role.
0: And Jake Thompson's not small. He's hey, probably
7: 220-plus. I'll tell you what, man. Jake came to camp, and, and, and Jake did a great job in a different way. He's he's more of a, a space guy. He can be in space and can run, can be athletic, um, make plays in open field. I mean, these two guys I'm really excited about because um, they play different games. And you can have uh, – the, the more chess pieces you have – um, the better off the better off you can be. So I'm really excited about both these guys. Jake is uh, is uh, a, a guy from from Iowa, so it's great to have those those um, homegrown talent uh, in, in on your team. And uh, Coach Steffes did a great job of bringing him to campus and uh, and recruiting him. Yeah, I, he you can talk
1: similar about him as about the whole group is the whole group that they love football. Yeah, that's the vibe that we get when we talk about them. I mean they. They really enjoy the sport, and so when, you're, when you love football, it means that you're going to be a tough football player. You're going to embrace the, the hard that it is. And so you know, yeah, Jake, Jake's always been that type of guy. He's all about football. And to believe it or not, my, my favorite part about him is um, you know, his junior tape. He was playing some running back. So I, I, I kind of like those uh, linebacker-running back hybrids. Those, those guys end up being pretty good players for you.
0: And if you're listening to this podcast in Iowa, you can look for him in the Shrine Bowl. Yep. Uh, because he was selected this week uh, to participate in the Iowa Shrine Bowl uh, right before he comes to camp here. That's late July, I think, is when the Shrine Bowl gets together. Coach Willie Cashmore, two defensive linemen on the list. You have Cameron Woolery, and you have Ethan Roman. Yeah, really excited about both these guys. Um,
3: and I don't know what they got themselves into dealing with me for the next four years. That's something I always got to check Check them on. But they both came to camp, so they got, they got some time with me. Uh, Cam, uh, I recruited Cam. He's from the south side of Chicago, uh, Carl Sandburg High School. You know, what was neat about Cam is uh, I had, during camp, both myself, I was really excited to have him there. He did really well. But we had Coach McClanathan pull him aside and talk to him about, man, you would be a great fullback. And just similar to what Coach Sepsis said about, Guys playing multiple positions, and just you seeing a guy that stands out above the rest who can be versatile. I mean, Cam was that at camp, and so me and Coach McLeanathan, we we talk about all the guys, and Cam was the guy that stood out. And then uh, later on in the process, I got a text a shout out uh, to uh, Dave Pammer, a former teammate of mine who coaches at Lockport High School, and he noticed Cam on film when they were preparing to play Carl Sandberg, and um, yeah, was said, hey, that's a guy you got to get. So. Uh, that really solidified it for me, and uh, he's going to be a great addition. And then the other one is Ethan. Ethan came to camp as well, did a great job. Um, yeah, really stood out um, just from a, a length and a, and a development standpoint. He's a tall, long guy, and when you have a guy like Ryan Martin as your strength coach, you can take guys like that where some other programs may say, ah, a little too thin, not quite as big as we want, but when you got a dude as a strength coach, you know he can put on the right weight. and So I like those type of kids who are... Really good athletes, really good players. Maybe not finished, but we got the guy who can get that done. Uh, Coach Ware did a great job recruiting him.
5: Yeah, Ethan's from uh, Owatonna High School in Minnesota. State champ as a junior. Uh, just a man, really, really neat kid. And, and uh, the school did a great job with him as well. Uh, physics is a big deal to him. He does not take academics lightly like, like the rest of these guys. And, uh, and man, he's a guy who's going to really develop in so many ways here.
0: Uh, the only guy in the class from Minnesota, correct, is Ethan? Correct. So All far. Right. So, so far. far. Very good point. Very good point. All right, let's talk, uh, since you've been up here, um, about running backs, and that's June On. So yeah,
5: June On, man. June On is a guy that people are going to look at, and they're going to doubt him. So he's, a, he's, a, he's not, not the biggest of guys. He's from Sunny Hills High School, which I mean, uh, their head coach, the guy I really trust, uh, Coach Caravitas. Uh, June is an is a ultra-productive, ultra-durable, does it all. He had you know, 2,500 yards of total offense this year. Uh, almost 2,000 that was rushing, uh, 250 of that receiving, 30 touchdowns. He had another 1,500 la- yards last year, another 17 touchdowns. Just super productive. He's a kid that I know that, that you know, like I said, people will see him, they're going to doubt him. But, man, he's got a huge, hard, gritty, gutty, tough kid, and he's going to be fun to coach. And they're going to doubt him because he's vertically challenged. He is just a touch, but <laughs> about five foot six. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's he's not the tallest, but man, he's he's a hard guy to tackle.
0: Well, uh, you know, you look back at football. The best running backs in the NFL have all been shorter guys. Look Barry Sanders. Look sure. at Walter Emmett Payton. Smith. Emmitt Smith's not a tall guy, and you know they just seem to hold together better. And and you mentioned he hasn't missed a snap hardly in two yeah.
5: years. Two way player. So, in a team that went very deep in the playoffs, won their CIF. So, Yeah, he's, he's loved the production.
0: Yep, he's going to be an interesting cat to watch. June so. on. All right, let's move to wide receivers, and that is Keon Smith and also Tim Nestledge. Keon from California, Tim Nestledge from Missouri. Um, who wants to take wide receivers? You take, you'll take 10,
6: huh? yeah, all, so Tim. Yeah, so Tim we recruited as, uh, as what we would call an H-back, or more of a hybrid wide receiver, tight end type player. Um, he's, a, he's a very, very talented athlete that's uh, just transitioned into some tight end stuff here coming into his senior year. And uh, he's, he's not all the way there from a tight end perspective, but from an athletic perspective, kind of like Coach Cash was talking about with Roman. He has a ton of tools. And the physicality and the mindset to develop into a really, really good player um, over the long term here. And so that's we really, really love his athletic upside, his size, his frame. I mean, you put on the film and he does stuff that they're like, man, he could be a really good slot receiver. Oh, man, he could maybe be the single receiver into the boundary. Oh, wait, we kind of like him with his hand down in the ground blocking people too. So he does a ton of stuff on film, and so the, the chance to work with him and, and develop him is, is really exciting. So uh, Coach McClanathan actually recruited him, so I'll let him talk a little bit more about him.
2: Tim has been, uh, he's been a pleasure to recruit. Um, him and his family have been great. I've, I actually played for his uncle at MICDS when I was in high school. He was our office coordinator. And now he's the AD at a school Kirkwood down there, and his, his son's that like a, like a big-time Power 5 recruit. So it's been fun being able to go back down to my hometown and get a kid like Tim Nestledge who, you know, grew up 15 minutes from me. I know his family well. Um, his program, Fort Zumwalt North, Coach Bacon there has done an amazing job creating a, a public school program that kids do things the right way. And a kid like Tim Nestledge being the leader, like the de facto leader of a program like that when there are – Power Five scholarship kids on on that roster, and and Tim is the guy that does everything right, and he's the kid that coach. I come into his office, coach base, and Tim's the guy that he's guy coach. You got to get this kid. Well, that speaks a lot of always about the type of guy that he is. Wants to be in in going to law school at Drake as well. I mean, he's a four point plus kid. Uh, he he's the kind of guy you can build a program around from a character aspect, and then he's the hardworking type of kid that is going to embrace what our strength coach has to say and put on the size and the strength, and he's willing to be physical and mix it up with guys. I mean, he switched from split-out receiver to an inline tight end in an office where they stop throwing the ball. (laughs) So he'll do whatever it takes to to work with the team, and then that's it's been a pleasure. His attitude and everything reflects that, and it's been awesome to get to know him
0: and his family. The other wide receiver is Keon Smith, and he is from California. So, Coach, where
5: is? Yeah, so I I recruited Keon from San Clemente High School, which is uh, one of the best high schools out there, Uh, just great track record. Um, with, with players going off to college and going on to the NFL as well. And so he's, he's a kid that – another two-way player. So I love guys like that. I love guys that are willing to, you know, put the team first, do whatever it takes. Um, he, he had uh, probably statistically a better year, junior year on offense. Um, but, you know, for, for just some uh, offensive struggles uh, senior year, he ended up uh, playing on defense as well and just, again, kind of put, giving it up for the team. Ended up getting an award for their top defensive back. And, and so it just kind of speaks to his, his ability as a competitor and a, and a, and a person. And uh, I think he's a guy that's going to raise our level And, and from that side, the, the competitor part. I love that about him.
0: Finally, the last guy, and certainly not the least, uh, is Sam Rodriguez, who is an H-back uh, from Illinois. And one thing I noticed about Sam is Sam can run a little bit. And
6: that always impresses me on tape. Yeah, for sure. So I uh I got to spend a lot of time with Sam and his family on their official visit last weekend. Um and it was it was really a pleasure getting to know getting to know them as a family and stuff. I know coach Bloss recruited him throughout the process and so he he got to know them a little bit more, but Sam's a really really good kid and and to top it off you turn on the film and like you said, Chuck, he he runs well you know I sound like a broken record talking about him and Tim where they, they run well they show a willingness to be physical um, they both have good size good frames um, and so Sam has a, a lot of those characteristics that we look for in that H-back hybrid type guy you know he's got a willingness to be physical he's got a good frame he runs routes well and so it's going to be really really exciting to get those guys in and, and get Sam in and, and start working with him. Coach Boss, you you got anything to add to
4: that? Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like we got a little bit of a steal on Sam, and just that, you know, he missed a good chunk of his junior year with an injury, and um, and then they had a coaching change right after the season, and so he was, you know, it was kind of tough for him to get recruited, and and then he came, you know, got back from his injury and came to camp and just really dominated. I mean, he was a matchup problem against linebackers and receive, and our DBs. You know, he's. Our DB struggled with the size and our linebacker struggled with the speed. So just to get him, see him in camp and do some of those things, you know, we knew then that he was a guy that, that we wanted to get. Um, and, again, another good program out of the Chicago area in Lyons Township, you know, a, a program that understands winning and understands culture.
0: Coach Step, one thing about this class that I noticed on tape watching the, the highlights and all that, this class has good speed. And that's something I think, I know you look for that. You're, you're trying to get faster to compete uh, at the highest level. Um, this class seems to answer that.
1: Yeah, it's an athletic group. And I, and I think, you know, for us to take that jump, uh, that's what we need to do. We need to enhance our athleticism at all positions, but in particular the skill positions. So you see those uh, hybrid type of guys. You see those um, you know guys that are, are going to have the ball in their hands. You know, they, they can run a little bit. They can get up and down the field. They can cover a lot of ground. So... Yeah, I mean, that, that's part of what we're looking for. But, you know, at the end of the day, all these guys checked all the boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's something um, hats off to the coaching staff and, and what they've done to find these guys. Because, again, you know, to to fit here and, and to, to be successful here, you've you got to be wired different and you got to have a lot going for you. And so sometimes that takes some digging, you know, by by our staff. And, you know, for us to find these guys at this time – and for them to be committed at this point, it's, you know, the future's bright, and these guys are going to be a big part of it. And along with speed, I think, I know Steve's talked about it quite a bit, but
0: there's toughness in this group, too. This is a physical group. I I watch a tape of uh, Theobald and, uh, you know, Jackson Williams and some other guys, and, man, those guys will hit you.
1: Yeah, it's one of the boxes. I mean, yeah. you know, that was one of the things that we, we wanted out of this class. And, again, moving forward, what we want our team to be known for is a physical team. You know, you got to be – you know, in order to make it here and to get recruited here, you got to love football. You got to love contact. You got to love the collision aspect of it. And you know, I think you know, you look up and down this list. There are guys that you know they like that. They they like that part of it. They like the thought of being able to play a sport where you can hit somebody and not get in trouble. Um, you know, these, these are those type of guys, and and those are the type of guys we're looking for. Guys that love the game. And you know, again, to play in college, playing, it's hard. You know, to to be a college athlete, to be in, in really any sport. Um, to, to be a student-athlete is hard. It's, it's, it's not easy. And so you got to really love it in order to, to stick it out and to see it through and to to reap the fruits of your labor. So, yeah, the, these guys are the type of guys that we were looking for. And like I said before, you know, the summer can't get here soon enough. I have one final question, and that's kind of for all the coaches here,
0: and that is um, when you go out and you start looking under rocks and finding players and all that, What's the response you get when you say you're from Drake University and Drake football? Is uh, I, mean, I know it's probably a pretty positive response, but is there anything in particular that people focus on?
5: Yeah, I think the reputation academically I think is big and just uh, also to the schedule we play. I mean, we play one of the most unique schedules in college football from traveling all over the country and also playing in some big-time teams, um, and, and I think people really respect that. You know, we don't hide from – Good people. We don't hide from good teams. We go and play them. I think guys really like that and respect that. And, and I, yeah, I think that's one of the kind of cooler things you hear about.
2: I know One thing I and as being an alum, I mean, it's great going out and seeing how the place where I came up to play football and now coach is, is received. Is Drake the na- Drake name carries a lot of respect academically uh, and, and football wise. People who know football know that Drake is for real. They know that we only take kids that are you know, as I often say, are Drake guys. Do you have what it takes to cut it here from an academic standpoint? Number one, are you a Division One caliber football player? But are you the kind of kid who's going to do everything right? Um, those are the three things that I don't have to tell a coach. That's what I'm looking for. He sees the name on my chest. He sees the name on my degree and what we represent, and he knows what I'm looking for.
0: Good stuff. I guess I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, because I do agree, kind of what Coach Word says. Uh, Drake will play anybody <laughs> next next fall we're going to go play somebody, I know that, and uh, uh, we don't hide from anybody, and uh, we find out who can play, and I think kids want to be challenged, and they want to uh, reap the benefits of hard work, and I think all that applies here, whether it's athletically
1: or academically, so.
0: All right, what's up next?
1: Well, a little bit of downtime. Happy holidays, everybody. Uh, Looking forward to spending some time with family. I know I'm heading out to Ohio, and I'm sure we got other guys that are traveling here and there, but you know, it's for me not being from Iowa, you know, don't get a chance to see that immediate family. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to spending time with, you know, my brothers, my mom, my dad, their kids, and uh, you know, I'm probably one of them in the minority. I'm looking forward to my in-laws. I've got, I must have uh, hit the lottery as far as enjoying my in-laws, but I've got a great family in in Cincinnati that. Uh, I enjoy being around. I think part of the reason is how much they love football as well. So um, you gotta love a mother-in-law who, when football's not on the television, wonders what the heck's going on. Like, get that game rolling. And so, yeah, I, I'm very fortunate to have that group as a part of my support staff. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to some some a little bit of downtime with the fam. Well, Coach Gashmore,
0: are the twins old enough now? Are they are they getting fun going to see Santa Claus and all that?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, they are changing every day. The personality on each of them is coming out more and more and more. And they are uh, two or three? Uh, they're going to be two in February. Okay. So it is, we're heading down to, uh, same as, as Todd, we're heading down to, to see family down in Florida. I got some family down there. So we're, they're going to see the ocean for the first time and be on the beach. And my brother just got a new job, a former Drake football player who was at Oklahoma State, now took a new coaching job, which has freed him up over Christmas. He doesn't have Pittsburgh to go Pittsburgh State. Pittsburgh State, yep, down in Kansas, uh, down in Kansas. and so we're going to get to see him, which is unusual, usually he's, his last four years he's been in a bowl game, so it's right around Christmas, so I haven't seen him, so um, that's going to be pretty neat, but yeah, the twins are are amazing, it's, it's, it's been fun to have a couple tra- uh, Drake babies,
1: you know, running around. Winter conditioning starts when? Uh, it'll start January 17th, that'll be when the guys will come back, there's a J term, so January 6th is when that starts, and um there's going to be a good chunk of them that are going to be around but the uh, the officially official we're getting uh back ready to go the 17th we'll have a good uh little team competition rolling that day and then yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep chipping away as far as uh molding this team as, into what we want it to look like two months of conditioning
0: and then spring ball
1: yeah yeah and then uh hopefully the the weather gods will will be kind to us and when we start spring they ball, always fought after this fall <laughs> in the, in the middle of March you know, in the middle of March we're kind of rolling the dice, but uh, yeah we've got a couple a uh, couple alternative plans in place to to get some good work in before spring break and then when we come back from spring break to finish it out with the uh, spring game at the end of April so
0: winter conditioning coincides with when you get back on the road and start recruiting again
1: yeah you know it's kind of, you know, right right in there, yep, so um the dead period will end right when they get back, and yeah, we'll be uh, out and running around there for a couple weeks before that second signing day rolls around.
0: One last thing, and that is uh, when the official visits take place and they come to campus, one thing I noticed is that the the players who are currently here, they do a great job uh, hosting and, and getting to know guys and... Um, I see on social media sometimes, that's my guy, you know, and all that stuff. So uh, the guys here do a great job of recruiting as well, not just the coaches.
1: Yeah, I mean, part of that's the culture. You know, I think the culture that's been established, it's been like that over time. And, you know, we do some things to try to integrate the team as far as the classes are concerned. But we got special players here. You know, they they understand, uh, you know, the people that we're bringing in are going to enhance this place. If if they want to win championships, we've got to get great players to create depth and, so our, our team knows that, and, you know, they, like, since I've been here and since 2014, that's the way it's always been. It's been the older guys embracing the younger guys. It's been the offensive players working with the defensive players, vice versa. I mean, it's just been a very tight-knit group, and, um, you know, when, when we're bringing in a new guy, they embrace that new guy, no matter who he is, where he's from, what his religious uh, beliefs are, what his political beliefs are. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's here for a reason. They're here to play football at a high level. They're here to get a great education. Uh, to have a future is going to be um, one that they're never going to forget. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they do a great job. Our team, you know, I, I don't say thank you enough to them, you know, but they do a nice job with our recruiting as well, well as everything else.
0: Hopefully they listen to this podcast and they can just hear that thank you. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up. Anything from any of the assistants? Any shout-outs for happy holidays? Anything you want? Yeah, shout out to Coach Bloss being our recruiting coordinator and
3: having to organize everything. Um, it can be a pain to deal with all of us other assistant coaches, but he manages to organize everything and keep everything on uh, on point and and uh, deal with all of our I don't know <laughs>
1: changes. <laughs> changes,
3: changes, yeah, adjustments. So Bloss did a great job, and uh, he's got a lot of work left to do. So, that's yeah, cool. we'll plan, plan B. Sorry, I want to shout out those.